Good morning, friends. We are in chapter 20 this morning of Dane Ortland's book, Gentle and Lowly. I de <clears throat> definitely recommend you get this book, read it. I'm only hitting highlights out of each chapter. <clears throat> so uh, I think you're going to want to read it for yourself. Um, study it almost, along with the scriptures. <clears throat> this morning, he, uh, he entitles this chapter, A Lawless, Lawless Hearts and His Lavish Heart. Lawless, L-A-W-I-S-H. <clears throat> And he takes scripture from uh, Galatians, which is a great scripture if you're going to talk about law, uh, book. And he takes from Galatians 2.20, part of that verse that says, The Son of God who loved me. He goes on to say there are two ways to live the Christian life. <clears throat> you can live it either for the heart of Christ or from the heart of Christ. Um, you can live it for his smile or from because of his smile. Uh, for or from. So he says the battle of the Christian life is to bring your own heart into alignment with Christ's heart, his teaching, uh, what the truth is. Um, he goes on to say that uh, Galatians teaches us that we are made right with God based on what Christ has done rather than what we do. We can't do enough to earn salvation or to earn his approval. Um, if you do 10 wonderful things, uh, you're surely going to do something terrible or wrong after that. <clears throat> so he said you can't do it on your own. That's the basic premise of this chapter. He said uh, Paul's question to the Galatians and Galatians 3 is, uh, having begun by the Spirit, are you now made perfect by the flesh? Can you work out your own now? And that's like being uh, saved. And thank you, Jesus. Now I'll take it from here. Uh, the central message of Galatians <clears throat> is that the freeness of God's grace and the love is not only the gateway but the pathway to Christian life. Martin Luther basically said that. Um, in this book of Galatians, Paul explains, and I recommend go back and just read the whole book again. But Paul explains the doctrine of justification by faith in order to help the Galatians live healthy Christian lives. Justification, he says, represents the objective side of our salvation. 
But then Paul speaks of the subjective side of salvation, that is, the love of Christ. And then in this verse that <clears throat> he uses as a text today, the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. A healthy Christian life is built on both the objective and subjective sides of the gospel. The justification that flows from the work of Christ and the love that flows from the heart. Uh, the two are related, obviously. <clears throat> uh, John Newton, in March of 1767, remember John Newton was that slave trader and uh, got miraculously saved, wrote the hymn, Amazing Grace. Um he wrote to a friend, <clears throat> and here's some of the things he said. <clears throat> he said, Are you not amazed sometimes that you should have so much as a hope that as poor and needy as you are, the Lord thinks of you? <laughs> That's it. As poor and needy as we are, he actually thinks of us. He cares for us. Um he goes on to say, Our sins are many, but his mercies are more. Our sins are great, but his righteousness is greater. We're weak, but he is power. Most of our complaints are owning to unbelief and the remainder to a legal spirit. Legal spirits, I've found through the years, were so destructive not only to the person who had it, but to the people they put it on. They would demand they be legal as well. <clears throat> um, it's interesting. Poor and needy as we are, he still thinks of us. But Newton brings out the point of legal spirit. Um, Newton helps us see that one reason we have diminished awareness of the heart of Christ is that we are blindly operating out of a legal spirit. Uh, we don't uh, see just how natural it is for us to operate in our own works of righteousness. And pastoring for 20 years, uh, this was certainly one of the big problems uh, uh, but you would say, isn't isn't love and and grace pretty basic here? Don't we as Christians already know that? <laughs> and Dane says, <clears throat> yes and no. Uh, in Galatians three ten, Paul says something striking that it's easy to miss. He said, uh, the English text tells us that all who rely on works, who works of the law, are under a curse. Uh, now, we don't think of the law the way the um, people did in Paul's time. Um, but <clears throat> the basic premise of doing what's right and counting, making that count as 
as uh, righteousness for us, we still have that problem. If we're going to try to get justified according to our performance, we will have to perform perfectly. Once we sign up for law approach to salvation, the slightest failure torpedoes the whole project, he says. Uh, when Paul says in uh, 3.10, all who rely on works of the law are under a curse, um, actually the, the texts in, most, in a lot of Bibles say, as many as are of works of law are under a curse. But to say um, as many who rely on is also a very good rendering of that verse. <clears throat> um, similar phrase in Romans 9.32, when speaking of Israel pursuing the law of, as works, um, Paul doesn't say that those who do works under curse. Um, he says those who are of works are under a curse. Um, he's speaking of being of works. In other words, relying upon. Um, he says doing of works for approval is, is, is disregarding the gospel. We don't do things for his approval. We do things from his approval. Uh, we can go through the whole day um, trying to do works to please God, but it doesn't, it doesn't make him happy because he's already done them for us. We do them because, because we do the right thing. There's nothing wrong with trying to do the right thing and, and, um, you know, love people, just not be ugly or mean or backbiting or whatever. That's, we're told to do those things, but we don't do them for his approval. We do them because we're his people. That's the way we live. And he said the, the felt love of Christ is really what brings rest, wholeness, flourishing, um, the whole gospel is helping us to, as we understand it, to feel the awareness of Christ's heart, he says. Uh, he's, he's made you his own, and he will never cast you out. You're not having to work to stay with him. You can't leave him. So the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me, remember that for you. Uh, when we were in, united to Christ, Christ's punishment at the cross becomes my punishment. In other words, the end-time judgment that awaits all humans has, for those in Christ, already taken place. We who are in Christ no longer look to future for judgment, but to the past, at the cross. We see our punishment happening, our sins being punished in Jesus. 
Uh, and the Christian life is simply the, pro the process of bringing my sense of self, my identity, with capital I, the ego, into alignment with a more fundamental truth. He did it for me. It's been done. Now, we're sinners, Dane says. We sin, not just in the past, but in the present. And not only because of our disobedience, because of our works of righteousness or works of obedience. Um, Flavel, one of the old-time Puritans, great writer, said, Why should you be such an enemy to your own peace? Why read over the evidences of God's love to you uh, and to your soul? Why do you study evasions and turn off those comforts which are due you? <laughs> Trying to be good to please him will keep you in agony. The gospel frees us from that. So read through Galatians again today, if you have the time, or do it anyway. Uh, and don't practice doing works for his approval, but do right, do works, do good things from knowing that you are that way. God bless you. Have a great day. This is the day the Lord has made, and uh, his mercies anew every morning. Um, more mercy than you can use up this day. God bless you. Lord willing, we'll see you tomorrow with chapter 21.